Okay, so I want to I want to share some I want to share some information with you today. So I learned uh, last night that one one of our friends, one of our folks out here, uh, had the plug pulled on life support. Apparently, she was crossing the street, and there was a car chase, and the cops were chasing this car, and the car just completely took her out. Um, cops stopped to make sure she was all right, rushed her to the hospital, and uh, she, she's not, she's not going to make it. They might have pulled the plug last night. I'm still waiting on news. Um, but pretty much um, those who know her are, are, are saying their goodbyes. Um, in head and heart. And so um, I bring this up for a couple of reasons because I want to share with you um, how I first met her. So, dude, give me a minute. So um, when the pandemic started, Straight Street got forced out into the street and we actually, as a ministry, became homeless ourselves. And so those of you who have been with us for a long time, you know we've been at St. George for years. We got pushed out into the street. We were feeding in the street. Then we had to move to Powerhouse. And then we went from Powerhouse to here. So um, this woman is one of, the, one of the people that I met when I first got to Powerhouse. And, and I can't forget it. And I'm gonna tell you the, I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Though, if you know who she is, you know who she is. I ain't gonna call her name out. I don't wanna put her business out in the street as far as naming her is concerned. But I was, I was doing what I'm doing on a Tuesday night. I was sharing a message. And when I was done, I was sitting and I was sitting on a bench. I was talking to a friend and I looked to my left and she's just sitting there and she's just sobbing uncontrollably. She's just weeping, just open, weeping, can't, can't even control herself, you know? And she leans over to me and she asked me to pray for her. And, and I was so overcome by her visible pain, and, and I talk a lot, but I, honestly, I didn't have, I didn't have the words. But, you know, got to do what I got to do, you know, and, and I wrap my arms around her. And as she began to share her story and, and to tell me, you know, she's, she just said, she's like, I'm tired of living this life. I'm, I'm tired of doing the things that I have to do in order to do the things that I have to do. And, and neither one of them are good for me. And I want it to stop. I'm tired. I'm getting old. I miss my family. And, and I prayed for her. Prayed for her. I don't even know how long, you know. Prayed until she stopped crying, I guess. And, uh, and, and that stuck with me. You know, it stuck with me for a couple of reasons, you know. Um, we've been out here doing this for a long time. And... I'm also, you know, I've, I've been part of, of church business for a long time. I'm a pastor on staff at another church. And I got to be honest with you, in, in all of this ministry life and in all of these dealings, you very, really rarely get to see someone that comes to you with, with, with a spirit of true repentance. Like somebody who just says, listen, I'm, I'm done. And, and I don't know this God that you know as well as you know him but I'm ready to get to know him, I, I, I'm done. If you're telling me that this dude's gonna help me change my life, then I wanna get to know him, I wanna be about him, I, I, I'm really, really ready. And I'm not talking about 
those who say with their with their with their with their heads that they're ready, but with their hearts they're just waiting to go back. You know, just waiting for the backslide. And so she was one of those. And and it's it's really amazing to be in the company of someone when God has really grabbed a hold of them and, and has put them on, on the precipice of change in their life. And so I was humbled by that and I was honored by it and, and, I, and I prayed for her with, with everything that I could. And I gotta tell you, and I'm not taking credit for this because this is all for the glory of God, she meant it. Every time I would check up on her, she'd be like, PJ, I'm telling you, I'm doing good. I'm trying, I'm working on getting clean. Next time I talked to her, she said, PJ, I'm telling you, I got a place, I'm off the street. She's like, I, I forgot how good it felt to take a shower and lay down in a bed and watch TV. The simple things, you know? I was talking to somebody about it this weekend. They said, man, she had like nine hustles. She was walking dogs. She was cutting veggies at some restaurant somewhere. She was cutting lawns. She had some guy she was giving medication to. She would just show up at his house and he's getting paid to make sure he took his meds. My girl had like, like 14 jobs. And she was doing what it took. Because the thing is, when, when, when you do make that decision to come to Christ, you can't go back to the old self. Not freely. You could do it, but you'll be convicted every step of the way. So when he calls you into that new life, you got to go. And she went. And so here, here's where, here's where I'm going to struggle, right? Here's my struggle. Because two and a half years ago, the same exact thing happened to my baby brother. Was living that life. Was doing that dirt. And then there started to be this change in his life. I didn't know it, but he came to know God. He wouldn't tell me about it, right? And, but it was evident. You could see it in, in the things of his life. You could, you could see God working in his life. And it seems, you know, the natural self would go, why God, why? Why would you take somebody when they finally decide to do right? When they finally decide to come to you? When they finally decide to submit? to push back that old life and they start making these advances and they start making these changes in their life, why would you take them? Right? That's, that's the natural self-talk. Right? But now let me tell you what the spiritual self says. And, and, and maybe this is wrong, but hear me out. This is a messed up world we live in. It's jacked up. And so many times, despite our best efforts, to pursue him, the devil's got his claws dug in deep. And he pulls us back down. And so I say to myself, well, maybe, just maybe, God allowed them to live this life of, of positive and then took them before they fell back down again. Just maybe. Just maybe God is sparing them from the rest. And he says, I got you. And now I want to make sure I keep you. And so I can reconcile myself with that. I can reconcile my pain and my hurt and my mourning in that. Because scripture says joy comes in the morning, right? 
and that that's literal and it's metaphorical, right? Joy comes in mourning, in, in, in mourning those that we love and mourning those that we've lost. There's joy in it because I can look at both of these two people, my brother and this, this woman, and I can say, man, you knew God. You reconciled yourself to him. You, you were at peace. You were in a better place than you were. And maybe, just maybe, God gave you that much peace that you were able to breathe your final breath without regret, without shame, and with the peace of his forgiveness and his love. Just maybe. And so I do, I find, I find tremendous peace in that. And so I'm thinking about this last night and I'm thinking about my brother and, and, and this woman. And then this, this verse pops up. I was reading a book, so it didn't just pop into my brain out of nowhere. But I want to read it to you. I want to share it with you. It comes out of the book of Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament. It's the last chapter of that book. Malachi chapter 4, verses 2. And it reads like this. It says, but for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. Is that beautiful? For you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. God wants to do a work in so many of us. But the first step in that work is healing. And in order to get to that place of healing, listen what it says. You have to fear his name. Fear doesn't mean, my 11-year-old came over and said, Dad, you know, when, when it says fear of the Lord, it doesn't mean we're afraid of him. I was like, preach, boy. Let me hear what you got. He said fear means we understand God for exactly who he is. And that fear is a respect. And that respect means we submit because we understand who he is, what he's done, and what he wants to do in and through us. He didn't say that part, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. He's 11, give me a break. But he's not wrong. And so many times, we sit, around our, we sit around in these patterns and, and we recognize the damage that we're doing to ourselves and, and the fear of change is greater than the fear of staying the same. So we stay the same. And I think of this woman, she was making it. She was doing all right. She's comfortable in her addiction and, and comfortable in what it was that she needed to do in order to feed that addiction. But at a certain point, God tugged at her heart and said, no, I have more for you. I've always had it. Are you ready? And so I counted a blessing that I got to play a part in it. Again, not taking any credit for it. My prayer probably had nothing to do with it, but maybe it did. But none of this is about me. This is her story. And this is a story that says it's never too late until it's too late. 
We can't wait for too late. Because then it's just too late. And so I'm glad today. There is joy in my morning. Because for my brother and for my friend both, they reconcile themselves to Christ. And they may not have been where I wanted them to be, but who am I? They were exactly where God wanted them to be. And he looked at them with all the love that a father could. And he helped them get to where they needed to be so that they could look at themselves in the mirror and see him. That's joy. What a blessing. And so I'm thankful for that. And so I wanted to share that with you because There, there's so much urgency in, in, in life, ladies and gentlemen. We, we don't act like it, right? We definitely don't act like it. But I'll tell you, on my way here, my heart was beating so fast. I was so anxious because the news was about to, 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 to reveal whatever the, the Derek Chauvin trial is. And in the scheme of things, I want to tell you that's really nothing. But I couldn't help myself. I'm a black man living in America. What do you want? And my heart's beating and I'm afraid I'm, a, I'm afraid for cities across this country, across this world. I'm afraid for what tomorrow would bring if things went a different way. But you push all of that away. What I care about the most at this exact moment is the people I'm talking to tonight. That's y'all. Now, I don't know where you came from, and I don't know where you're going, but you're here right now. And so if there's anything in God's word that struck your heart tonight, I pray that you pray on it. If God is tugging at you and telling you time to begin is now, then I want to sit down next to you and pray with you tonight. I want to help you in that. I want to play whatever part I can play in helping you be who he created you to be. It says, the fear of the Lord. Righteousness brings healing. I don't care who you are, you're hurting. Maybe tonight's the time that you decide it's time for the healing to begin. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm gonna pray. We're gonna get this meal started. I thank y'all so much for your patience. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you that even in, in, in the midst of pain, there is blessing. That in the, in the middle of hurt, there is healing. God, I thank you that although the world throws so much at us, uh, our, our purpose in our life is, is so simple. It, it's just to pursue you. To come after you and allow your word and, and, and your discipline to mold us and to allow us to shine in the literal darkness that is this world. 
And that as we draw closer to you, we might maybe attract some others to do the same. But tonight though, Lord, I look around and I know there's so many of us that are just tired. And we truly need to do what the old adage says and that's let go and let God. So my prayer is for all those who are ready to do that tonight, Lord. And so we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for your son and his blood that allows us to live freely under your grace and forgiveness. We pray this all in his precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much. Thank you. This podcast is recorded live and uncut at our homeless food share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.